0: Hi team, welcome back to Becoming a Doctor. I'm Kira, a third year medical student at the
1: University of Birmingham. And I'm Lucy, a second year medical student at the University of Cambridge. Welcome back to our podcast series where we bring you honest insights about life as a medical student, discuss current affairs and talk to guests to inform and motivate you on your journey to becoming a doctor.
0: Before we jump into this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast, follow us on social media at how to become a doctor with Dr Svelte-DR, where we'll be posting behind the scenes, doing live Q&As and much more. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. So today's episode is kicking off a mini-series all about how to survive and thrive in your first year and week especially of medical school. Now we know often you spend so much time and energy focusing on getting into medical school that actually. The apprehension and the nerves is very, very real when you when you suddenly realise, oh god, I'm actually going, because you don't have long and it's a quick turnaround. And before you know it, you're at medical school, you're at freshest week, everything's happening, you're having to study, and it's all a bit new and can be overwhelming. So hopefully, these few episodes will give you a better idea of what it's actually going to be like in the first few weeks and top tips as to how you can uh, hopefully enjoy these weeks and make the most out of it. And so today's episode is going to be focusing mainly on freshers and adapting to living with new people in university. And then we've got other episodes about mental health as medical students and about Uh, top tips on how to study at medical school as well because we know you've had lots of questions about that. So obviously this year it might be slightly different because of COVID-19 and in-person events uh, probably are not going to be going ahead but there's still similar principles apply and we'll jump into more detail so first of all we'll kick off talking about freshers so Lucy perhaps you're able to give our listeners a bit of a rundown as to what on earth freshers is
1: well I mean I still feel quite old at the moment because I'm thinking back to it now and I realise that freshers was literally almost three years ago now for me so I'm feeling very very old but freshers is basically the first week at university and some universities do a medics freshers week because sometimes medical students go back to uni a bit earlier than other students but most of universities have freshers week with the entire university cohort for that year and it is what it says on the tin really it's just where all of the freshers or first year students come to the university and they have lots of different events going on to help you integrate into the university community so there's often events within your accommodation to get you to know your flatmates and also the other people in your accommodation sort of areas and there's then more general like freshers fairs which is just for all of the university cohorts so that's quite cool so i I don't know i really enjoyed it and i think the only thing that i would say as a disclaimer is make sure you're looking at whether it's a fresher event run by your uni or if it's a freshers event run by some random people in the place that you're living in so you can often like end up spending loads and loads of money on freshers wristbands to get into club nights for events that no one actually goes to so be careful to maybe just buy them when you get there because you can do what everyone else is doing if that's what you want to do. I remember being super shocked as how expensive all the freshest things are because I'm not really
0: the massive fan of clubs and I don't know like soggy carpets and people that are completely out of it. it's not necessarily my vibe but I was like do you know what I'm just gonna do one or two and it was like £70 for a ticket um, for the freshest week as such and I don't know, I don't know who I was kidding when I thought I would suddenly go from hating going out to loving it in a week and um, it was a waste of money for me personally I did actually like I said one or two but yeah they're very expensive so well, if that's something you're interested in make sure you kind of factor that into your budget and I'd say that in the first term or the first few weeks there's actually a lot of things you need to pay for which I didn't realize until I was there for example deposits if you have lockers or swipe cards or things like that that might add up to like £20 for me, and then I had to pay for gym membership, and that was like £400 up front for a gym membership for the year. And then those freshers events, and then when you're trying to meet people, inevitably the going like your socializing budget is going to be a bit bigger as well. So it does all add up. So things to think about and consider, you know, whether you'd like to spend the money on that and don't feel pressured into doing it just because everyone else is. So, like Lisa was saying, there's often different levels of freshers events, and there are some there's going to be. There was a big one run by my uni in general, and that was a great place to meet people from other courses. But admittedly, I didn't spend as much time at that one as I probably should have. I focus on the medical medical schools, Freshers' Fair and like Freshers' Week and Welcome Week and all of those things. So I probably didn't branch out and meet other people from different courses. And in hindsight, I would have done that more than I did. And then the other thing at Freshers' Week, I remember everyone asked you to sign up for so much stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to give everyone my email address. And then for like the rest of the year. I had so many emails from people being like, "Oh, come join this! We've got this event on," and it it did my head in because it's really hard to get out and unsubscribe from all of these emails. So I'd say, "Yeah, there's no harm necessarily in signing up for things, just and like seeing if if you might like it." But equally, be a bit selective in terms of what you fancy doing. And there's often chances to join later on in the year if you if it's something you think you'd like to do. I did that with netball, and even like in second year I joined. So just think, just because you don't join in first year, doesn't mean that's your whole
1: career as a netballer gone yeah absolutely I know some universities they even do refreshes so they have freshers when yeah. you first get there and then refreshes like after Christmas so you get to go back to all of the different freshers fairs again to you know choose what else you want to do on top of all the cool stuff you chose first time round. The other thing I was going to say was I remember someone telling me about this bus pass and this is from one of my friends in Manchester. And before he went, he got loads of emails about getting one bus, which is like the first bus in Manchester. And nobody goes on to that bus. Everyone gets on the stagecoach bus. And he almost fell into the trap of buying the first coach bus pass, which was like 400 pounds when everyone else was buying the stagecoach one so the reason I'm telling you this is don't buy anything until you get there please please rely on local knowledge of what to buy what's worth buying what's worth spending your money on and you don't get anything by doing it before you get there I don't think you save any money just just go and speak to some other people and see what they're doing so that you can make sure that what you're paying for is really worth having
0: Mm. I knew I'd have to have a lot by train so I sorted out a rail card for me personally I got it as a free sign up with my bank account so if that's something you're interested in there are many ways that you can get it for free um, I think depending on the bank you're with etc so you can look into that
1: yeah I know Santander are doing it again this year so if you want to sign up to a student bank account with Santander you get a four year 16 to 25 rail card or if your parents or yourself have cup card vouchers you can get it pretty cheap on there as well
0: yeah oh yeah One thing now when talking about signing up to stuff I remember don't forget guys to sign up to a new GP that's a really, really important. I know so many people are like, oh I'm never gonna to need to go to the GP. They didn't sign up and then when they were hanging and they really, really they were really poorly and they needed an appointment, they had to spend like a week getting all the paperwork to get there to register a new GP, let alone before they got an appointment. So make sure you do sign up as soon as you get there and get all the paperwork and everything done because there is quite a bit. And then at least you're on the register somewhere.
1: Yeah, a lot of them have the information to print off online, so rather than going there and asking them to print it off for you, you can take all of the mm-hmm. paperwork like ready filled in and just be like, "Here, I'm so good, sign me up." Definitely. Okay, so what about imposter syndrome Lucy that's one of the things I
0: know we wanted to talk about today and I mean we still feel it to this day but I definitely think I felt it the most in first year when I, especially when there's like older medical students there who just seemed like so calm collected they had it all together and I'm like oh my god I have no idea what I'm doing and everyone around you also seems very calm and I'm like I think everyone panics internally but no one shares it externally <laughs>
1: I mean, I remember, I, I felt it quite a few times in my first weeks at medical school, but the time that it really sticks in my head is when I was in the dissection room at uni. And we, I went in there thinking I was going to learn the anatomy. And it turns out that we were going in there to sort of be tested on it. You should have already read it. And so I was sat there already feeling stupid because I hadn't like, prepared for mm. it properly. And then on top of that, um, I had some amazing people in my group. And they were really lovely, but they were also postgraduates, and they'd done like one of them had done an anatomy course before. And so I was just sat there like, "Oh my god, these people are so smart. How am I ever going to learn all of this information?" And so it was really—it just made me feel so so stupid. And I think everyone always says we're all quite high achievers going into medical school because we have to get these certain grades, and we have to get—you can't be out scores or whatever—and you're not really used to feeling completely and utterly stupid sure we all have bits where we completely lose our common (laughs) sense but i don't think i've ever felt so unworthy of being a medical student as in that moment but anyway i got through it and i learned the anatomy in the end so yeah
0: i think everyone has those moments and especially in the first like semester Everyone's coming into uni with different levels of knowledge and just be a bit give yourself a bit of leeway and be a bit patient with yourself while you're getting to grips with a new way of learning, a new environment, because it's actually a really big change and don't be too hard on yourself if you don't hit the ground running because I don't know many people that hit the ground running in fact I just face planted on the floor and then felt like he was dragging me on the floor for a bit and I was just this is my analogy and I was like struggling to stand up and now I finally feel like I'm walking a little bit um and I'm just about to go into fourth year so don't be too hard on yourself and they will bring everyone up to the same kind of speed and level so don't stress about it the uni course is designed to bring everyone to the right level so if you're lacking knowledge in a certain area, they'll make sure that you're brought up to the same level as everyone else
1: yeah absolutely and I think people always say freshers as in all oh, the cool social stuff that's going on but I think you can also forget that there's also some amazing introduction lectures and what that's trying yeah. to do is give you a taster of what the lectures are going to be like for the next how many weeks and years you're going to be at medical school but also try and bring everyone to that same baseline and that's the same with any like pre-reading material they give you before you actually turn up to medical school that's all there to help you adjust and help everyone come to the same baseline so that when they teach you not everyone is falling behind yeah. in retrospect a lot of the introductory lectures I haven't needed to use to this
0: day but at the point at that point in time I was craving any information I could get on what, was, what it was going to be like and actually it's really important I, I would highly recommend going to them especially in terms of assessment and coursework I know some people that didn't go and then when it came around to them giving the information about exams again they were like wait what I didn't know this whereas I knew from the outset so you can kind of tailor your the way you work towards those. Okay. So you talked a bit about societies, welcome fairs. There's often lots of freebies as well. I know Domino's gave out oh so many God, like, free pizzas, freebies. lanyards, pens. So just go pack, bring an empty rucksack and
1: then Literally, you don't even need to bring an empty rucksack. You'll probably get one for free at some point. <laughs> exactly. Fabulous.
0: And on that note, it probably sounds like there's an awful lot going on and there is, and it can be really, really tiring. Um, it takes I personally find it takes a lot of energy to be social, especially every single day, and then in the evenings as well. And just try and be aware of yourself. And if you're feeling like you're gonna burn out in the first week, maybe plan half an afternoon to do something nice, fun, relaxing. Or even just sleeping a bit longer. I know a lot of people going out on evenings, not getting back until like 3 a.m. And then there was an introductory group session at 9 a.m. the next morning. And I just think maybe be a little bit conscious of what you've got the next day and what kind of impression you want to make on your med school, on your on the on the group lessons. I'm not saying don't go out at all, but I'm saying perhaps not staying until like 3 a.m. would be advisable potentially. Uh, so then you get to the next and the event in a in a more with it state yeah I don't think it makes the best impression if you're exhausted and you're wanting including not paying attention okay oh the other thing I wanted to say is use this week as like an orientation week so orientate yourself around the uni orientate yourself around where you're living so I know I used that week to walk into med school and I timed it so then I knew how long it would take me to get into uni so I knew what time to leave before lectures Uh, moving forward that takes out a big stress I also learned the fastest route I tried out different routes and then I also cycled and saw how long it took me to cycle and so I'd highly recommend sussing out how long it takes you to get to places so that really makes everything else so much smoother
1: yeah absolutely i remember one of the things i really liked we have college families at uni and my college great grandma i think took all of the medics on the quickest route from our college to our lecture hall and it's literally the route that i have used for two two years now uh, and it takes five minutes oh. That is, that is really kind, yeah. There were lots of walking buses when I first, like, joined
0: societies. They'd do a walking bus, they'd meet at one point on campus and then walk you to, like, the sports centre, like, the hall if it was a bit further away. So I have to say, I think older students really were amazing, and are amazing to young students. And if you're stuck or you're lost, definitely ask them. And equally, ask them, you know, uh, when it's dark, is there a particular way that's most safe to walk back, etc. Because they'll know the area much better than you, who's been there a week, to so really pick their knowledge about best routes and top insider
1: information. Should we maybe move on to what it's like living with new people and how you can sort of deal with this whole living situation? I mean, I'm probably not the best in terms of this because I had a pretty
0: pan year. I moved into the flat. I'm the eldest of four, so I feel like I, I was very homesick. And I moved into the flat and already the two girls were at the opposite end of the hallway so they had their rooms open and when they were getting ready they were like opposite to the talking and I was down the complete opposite end so already I felt like oh I'm I'm, I'm feel a bit alienated anyway and then so I went to bed that evening chatted to them etc I think they had uh, like a party in the kitchen and I stayed in for a little bit and then I went to bed and then I woke up the next morning went to the kitchen I almost threw up because it stank of vomit and it was it was really disgusting the floors were all sticky and I was like oh my god this is uni this is disgusting I hate this and that kind of set me that set the tone for the rest of my experience and I think I wasn't sleeping very well because my home is a small village in the countryside so it's very quiet very peaceful so going to a halls where admittedly halls are not the most are not the best places in terms of sound and sound traveling so i could hear the people above me i could hear the people below me i could hear the people next door at like 2 a.m every morning the person in front of me it sounded like they were rearranging their room every single night so it woke me up i was quite a light sleeper at that point um no amount of blackout blinds and and like smellies in my room and meditation sounds could get me to sleep um, so I think lack of sleep and being in a strange place and not really clicking with my flatmates was not the ideal and then especially with medicine I don't know I think I did put too much pressure on myself in terms of you know I have to do so much work I can't do that much socializing I have to get enough sleep so I'm ready for the next day I just felt this relentless and then about halfway through first year there was an issue with someone in my flat but long story short I ended up going to uni trying to get help um, trying to get someone to speak to about my concerns and then I ended up moving flats and I moved flats and it was a bit better Um, so I just encourage you that you know if, if it's not gelling and you're not gelling it's not the end of the world you know look for practical steps look for people out there to support you and worst comes to the worst you can move flats you can move to a different accommodation yes it might take a lot of push and effort on your part but it was so much worth it for me to get out of that flat I didn't feel comfortable in into a flat with people I felt much more comfortable with and it made the rest of my year a lot better um so I guess I'm telling you that story not to t- terrify you but to say you know I had one of the worst case scenarios and I made it through And there are people out there to support you and there are there's a light at the end of the tunnel but I think Lucy did you have a better experience than me and dealing with people in your flat <laughs>
1: Honestly I had the best experience we don't have flats we have staircases but it's pretty much the same principle except instead of being on one floor you're sort of vertical on different floors but all in the same sort of block. We all knew what blocks we were in and staircases we were in before we went to university and so I think I made a group chat or someone made a group chat of all of the people in my staircase so we'd already been messaging before we went and I realised that one of them was a medic who actually is now my wife and we were really really close and we talked to we Mm -hmm. talked to each other about when we were both arriving at university and we sort of coordinated to arrive on the same day so that we knew that when we both got oh wow someone there that we knew and we both actually turned up and it was past dinner time so our canteen had closed and so we couldn't go there and so we just went out for pizza together I'd never met this girl in my life I talked to her a bit over the weeks before going to uni and then we just sort of hit it off at over a pizza and then a couple of weeks later we are married so <laughs> it was really nice for me and I think the the way that it just worked was by reaching out trying not to be scared to talk to people like even if it's online and I think we did lots of fun things, like we, we cooked together, we made, we didn't have a, a kitchen, we have sort of gyp rooms, which basically means you have a microwave, a kettle, and a toaster, and that's all you have, or, and a fridge. And so we did oh like making um, cupcakes, but like, as in putting a cup into a microwave and put in cake mix in a cup to make a cupcake so that was really fun and we made like we decorated our staircase at Christmas and Halloween it was amazing it was really really nice so honestly I had the best experience and I'm so sorry Kira that you couldn't
0: well I kind of feel like I didn't reach out as much as I should have to other people I'm not very confident when I first moved there I will say that so I don't think I made as much of an effort as I should have maybe to speak with other people on my course and also I went for an accommodation that wasn't run by the Uni, and it was kind of an independent accommodation further out, so there was the only medical student there as well. Which didn't, I don't know, I think I'd have preferred to have been somewhere to walk in, you know, with other medical students and get that chat on the way in, etc. But again, I do think. I also thought that I was the only one going through it and then looking back and speaking to my friends now and saying how was your first year and they were like you know it was really rough they were finally outside but inside they were homesick they were a bit nervous felt like they they weren't supposed to be there etc so I do think actually it's probably a lot more common than I thought it was when I was going through it and I think I felt very isolation alone but actually you know what I would employ you guys to do is reach out because there will be people and like friends and just being to the right people and I think one of the other things was I saw people making like in friendship groups and I thought right I can't go and speak to them because they already formed a clique like one thing I really can't stand is like cliquey friendship groups and that's one thing I'm really conscious not to do like if I see someone I will just chat to them even if I'm in a group of people I'll I'll invite them over because I just don't like people being excluded um whereas i felt i guess i don't know it was probably in my head again that they would they didn't they didn't want to talk to me they already got their groups and they were settled so yeah i'd say just try and i don't know i i I wish i was better at making small talk (laughs) at that point in time but it's definitely possible and there are so many people so many incredible people as well like absolutely incredible like different talents different backgrounds and I loved learning and speaking to them about
1: it yeah I was going to say so you you mentioned that you felt homesick quite a lot and how did you deal with that
0: well I was banned from
1: coming home for a month
0: yeah Yeah. my parents were like I think a month you have to stay there for a month and if you can last out a month then that's then 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 you've done good you'll be over the worst of it which I personally think was nonsense but then I think I came home around a month and a half into it just for the weekend and then I th- I found that really helped, and a bit of familiarity helped me. Um, and then I also visited some relatives who lived near me at the time, and just being cooked for, having a nice like bed, and and being a bit of R and R really helped me um, with homesick. And I I Facetimed home a lot as well. Um, in my evenings or just saying like how's your day been etc and just keeping in touch with my friends from school as well so whenever I came home home I made an effort to just touch in with them and see how they were doing
1: yeah how about you? One of the things I really liked was going to visit other people. So even though uni is busy, you can definitely make times to have your weekends free. So I was up and down to Manchester, to Newcastle, all these different places, seeing my friends. And so that was really nice because it meant that I wasn't coming home, so I didn't feel homesick. But it meant I was sort of getting that home feeling by going to see all my friends, seeing how happy they were. And yeah, just getting to know their friends as well
0: yeah i definitely make time for it i think again i didn't do a great job of making time for it and i just guilted myself into studying more and i really had to, to have a long talk of myself like you're going home just get a grip and do it because i always felt like there was some medicine work that needed doing and before it but actually like it was just saying book it in do it there is time you, you can make time you can plan accordingly and it's possible make sure you do that and on a similar note you know be active and I don't necessarily mean like join a sports team or even if just going for walks in the local area extracurricular activities joining societies you don't have to join 14 societies that's really probably unrealistic and you're not going to be able to do that but join one or two I joined from dine with me so that was like come dine with me in Birmingham and it was people on all different courses as well in different years so there were no medics in it which was really nice got to know quite a lot of other people and you also didn't have to cook one night every week so was brilliant I think it's just having something else to do um, and a different group of people to talk to is really good and being active and exercising is helpful because I think a lot of people like themselves.
1: I like doing some active things I really love swimming but near me there wasn't very much open water swimming there was just like a swimming pool which I, I did sometimes but I found myself wanting to do a bit more like be more active but not running because i hate running because it makes me so hot and sweaty so what i did with my friends is we just (laughs) walked and that's going to sound really counterproductive because i say i wanted to be more active (laughs) but we'd walk and then we'd go and get like a mcflurry or something and then we'd like have a little walk and just eat our mcflurries or go and sit on tip wall which is this wall in front of our college which overhangs the river and you just sit there and you watch the tourists and you have a good laugh and there's people and you watch them and you're like oh are they going to fall off is this going to be a funny moment yeah, it's, it's very fun. It's I just like that sense of having a bit of a relax, having a bit of a chat, but also having a yeah. walk around because the places around you, there will be some really, really beautiful things. So it's always that it's like It's just getting a
0: change of scenery, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes if you're stuck in a Iran, just... Get a change of scenery and then that will do wonders for you. And then I guess the final point here is look out for others. So like I said, I think a lot of people are feeling anxious and nervous, but won't say it. So not necessarily being like, oh, are you feeling anxious and nervous? I think just be a bit aware and be a bit um, mindful of other people and looking for ways you can support them. I think that's really important as well. I think that's pretty much the bulk of the first part I wanted to say. Other miscellaneous things include... My lesson is do not lose your ID pass. I don't know about you, Lucy, but we have like a one strike system. So you lose it, you get a strike, and then you have to pay for a new one, um, which is like 15 pounds. And you have to, it's a real pain every morning because you have like barriers to swipe into the med school, and it's so busy. And if you have to queue at the desk to sign in, you will be late for your lecture. So uh, honestly, I, the amount of times I got—I was on my bike cycling, and I was like, whole oh, feel sticks! I've left my card at home!" and I had to quickly turn around and then cycle back in. So, yeah, don't use your ID pass.
1: Oh, luckily for us, we don't have to like tap into our lectures or anything because all of the lectures at our uni are open to anybody at the uni. So I could go to a maths lecture or an English lecture or anything. What? Yeah, it's really fun. If you just fancy going to a different lecture, you can do. You just sort of stroll in. So sometimes I've been to the history of maths lectures because those are totally, totally fun. Because- okay um, and then other things i did i had like a gratefulness planner
0: so like every evening i'd write down three things i was grateful for especially when i was like panicking or struggling and feeling in negative mindset. that i just write down three things you know i'm grateful for and i found that helped as well
1: make a schedule that suits you so you'll see everyone around you doing different things someone might turn up and say oh yeah i was revising until two o'clock in the morning last night Well, that's great for them because they might work really well at that time of night, but you might not. So I had one of my best friends at A-level. She could only work during the evening. So she would sleep in till as late as possible, go to school, come home and sleep again, and then work pretty much like until about four o'clock in the morning and then go to sleep. So it was very strange. I never understood it because I was the person that likes to get up at eight o'clock in the morning, do some work. Then, you know, finish at maybe like seven o'clock at night and then watch some TV or have some chill time before I went to sleep at about 10 or 11. So I don't know. I feel like when you go to university, it, you can feel like everyone around you is working really, really late at night. But you have to remind yourself that they might that just because they're working at nighttime doesn't mean they're working from 8am until 2am that's probably just working at different times so don't try and push yourself to work until two o'clock in the morning because you will die
0: and that comes down to don't compare yourself to other people um as best you can because again you don't know the whole story you don't know what they're doing in those kind of hours that you're working etc fab and otherwise i think Like we said earlier, introductory lectures are really important, you know, learning what's expected of you moving forward. And often there's opportunities in Freshers' Week to speak to older med students, and they often have extremely resources and tips That really make your life so much easier at medical school. So I know some of mine had textbook advice, etc. What to not buy. I actually didn't buy any books at all. But they had some like revision notes from older years, um, top tips, and say whenever there was like an exam coming up or an essay, I would always be like, hey, I'm a little bit confused about this. Do you have any advice or what did you do for yours just to get a bit of a con- like context and idea because I think the one thing I found very different about med school is the fact there's no mark schemes or like no past papers I think we'll discuss that more in the next episode about how to study but that's why older years are really important and try if you can to build a good relationship with maybe just even one like you just need one and then that one person hopefully if they're if they're a nice older medical student will be at your i say that. And on that note, I think our final takeaway points for this episode are, please try not to stress. Um, I know it's probably easier us saying it than you guys doing it, but actually, everyone's in the same boat. You're all absolutely amazing. You all completely deserve to be there. But equally, like I said earlier, you're unlikely to hit the ground running and there are going to be a few bumps and barriers that crop up. But it doesn't mean that you're not equipped to overcome them. And like we said, factor in and plan downtime plan meeting up with friends plan things that will keep you human keep you sane keep you happy um because ultimately you know you can't be really successful in medical school if you're uh, if you're just focusing on studying and like that's why i've come to realize you know being having a good positive mental attitude and um overall well-being is really really important and actually if you kind of nail that then medical school becomes a lot easier <laughs> even though nothing's changing in
1: terms of the course you know absolutely i think even though everyone says there's so much content in medicine you have to remember that you're used to being at school nine till three every day and only having two weeks off at christmas and things like that but when you get to uni sometimes you're not in you you're not in uni nine till three every day sometimes you might be in a bit longer but often i think for me even I was in a lot less. And then I had six weeks holiday at Christmas where I could catch up on all the work that I'd missed perhaps in weeks where I just felt not very productive and hadn't done as much so don't stress about being perfect every single week and every single day because those holidays are a leeway for you to relax a little bit during the time you're actually at uni because then when you get home you can do a little bit of work too
0: okay I think that wraps up this episode best of luck guys and if you have any questions or if you're struggling or you'd like any advice don't forget that we are here and you can dm us on instagram and we'll respond and support you guys so you can do it and really
1: excited to see how you guys get on yeah have fun guys bye we hope you enjoyed today's episode if you did find it helpful please do share this podcast with others who may also benefit make sure you hit subscribe to be notified when our next episode is released and leave us a review if you're enjoying the podcast and make sure to follow us on instagram at how to become a doctor with dr Spell dr for exclusive quizzes behind the scenes content and to stay up to date with all things how to become a doctor don't forget to follow at medic Mentor too to learn more about other opportunities to enhance your application please do
0: comment under the instagram posts for each episode if you've got any thoughts questions things you like things we could do differently and what you'd like us to talk about next because we obviously want to do everything we can to support you and let us know and we are very receptive that's all so take care guys have a good one bye